All right, let's go ahead and get going. So, hello, welcome everyone to the first, maybe inaugural, I mean, who knows, of the Shadow Word podcast. This is something that the Warcraft pre-space has done in years past with Twin Top. So, big shout out to him if he ever watches this. We're trying to start it again. Who knows if we'll do more of these? I would like to. So, if you guys are enjoying the podcast and you think this is fun, let me know um, and we'll do more. Uh, today, we have a bunch of guests from the Warcraft Priest Discord team. So you have myself, and I'll let everyone kind of introduce themselves. So if you don't know me, hello, my name is Public. Um, been working on Shadow Priest since about Legion, doing all kinds of guide writing for Icy Veins, Warcraft Priest stuff, and then one of the SimC guys as well. So I'll kind of let everyone uh, introduce themselves. We'll go ahead and start off with Sailder. Hello, I'm Sailder. I do SimC work and the APL for Shadow Priest primarily. Cool, and we have Jarv with him as well, another APL genius. I'm Jarv. <laughs> there you go, that's Jarv. <laughs> uh, Method Raider, Jarv. Yeah, that guy. Uh, Ellipsis. Uh, hi, I'm Ellipsis. I have been doing Shadow Priest theorycrafting and general community face being since about Legion. I am currently... Um, the Wowhead Guide Writer for Shadow Priest. There you go. And last but not least, we have Jericho, who's new to the team. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. Uh, yep, so I'm Steve, uh, a.k.a. Jericho. Um, I've also basically been Mythic Raiding on Shadows since Legion. Uh, the whole Surrender to Madness nonsense really got me uh, hooked, and I've been really involved in the Warcraft community, or the Warcraft Priest community uh, since then. Um not a wowhead or icy writer, but you know I've written a couple of uh, small guides for the shadow community, and uh, I've been doing uh, a lot of kind of videos and guide writing uh, for the beta cycle, but uh, I'm for uh, Evoker a little more than shadows. So uh, yeah, uh, you can find my stuff, <laughs> my socials there. So good stuff. Awesome. Yeah, I think are all of us Legion babies. I don't know how many of us have played Shadow like as their main before Legion. It's just a few of you, right? I've been mating Shadow since TBC, pretty much. TBC, okay. I had, like, I've mainly, PV I mainly PvP'd before Legion. Like, again, like, Surrender Madness was probably the biggest thing that pushed me towards, like, actually raiding on Shadow. Yeah. And then I quickly got, not say tired of it, but, like, it became less interesting, and I kind of just got more enjoy, started to just more enjoy um, regular raiding. But I'd raided before with the people I'd PvP'd with in the past, and, like, Oh, no, I've been playing with Spec for a very, very long time at this point. <laughs> yeah, I, I love you can measure how long you've played Shadow based on how many reworks you've played of it. <laughs> so, um, I've, I've played every, every single new talent, that every single quote-unquote new talent that appeared in the talent tree, I played when it was live. There you go. See? <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, awesome. So let's let's kind of dig into it. So, you know, starting off, we have pre-patch coming out for Dragonflight probably in a few weeks. There's still no date, right? I'm not crazy. Yeah, not announced yet. Okay, date TBD. Um, probably end of the month, something like that. And then the actual expansion comes out the end of November. So we're like kind of at the point now where this, the way the spec is playing in beta is probably pretty close to how it's going to be on live. Obviously, pre-patch coming out is not going to be quite the same, just... You know, you won't have access to all of your talents. I think you're missing, like, what, six, seven talents? Talent points? Something like that? Yeah, around that. Um, It'll be five in the class. Okay, just five. Okay, so, so you're five less talent points than you'll have at 70 in pre-patch. 
and then Lord knows what kind of cursed combinations will run in pre-patch. But in general, things are somewhat cementing themselves. Um, I know for those of you that haven't seen it, myself and others have put quite a bit of time on the forums just saying like how Shadow's playing right now and um, why it's not perfect <laughs> is the nicest way to put it. Uh, you know, so, but to, to kind of start us off, let's just talk about Shadow right now as it plays in a raiding environment and just kind of say how we feel about it there. Um, anyone like want to fancy kicking us off about Shadow Priest and raids? I know some of us have done raid testing on it. I can, I can start if no one wants to. I mean, I, my experience with it has been if you deliberately play every single interactive talent possible, and have like 33% haste at least, <laughs> you can get a playable, comfortable feeling rotation out of it. Once you remove any of those factors, you start falling asleep pressing Mind Flayer Mind Spike. Yeah, the Mind Spike spam is, uh, um, it's something. Um, <laughs> I think, I, like, I feel like it's playable in Raid, though. Like, I think if you don't look at the, just not looking at the damage meter, I think there is some stuff that at least it's, it's not like on the a, worst thing in the world, right? On a single on a single target raid encounter, yeah. With a, with a non ridiculous spider boss level of movement, <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> it is a somewhat comfortable spec to play if you pick every single interactive talent, regardless of how much damage they deal. Yeah, and and I was going to ask especially because um I, mo most of my time uh, on on the beta for Shadow has been really just dummy hitting, having not a lot of time to. To, to test and i did get the sense that while it's not so much my cup of tea uh what they've sort of changed and added you know with the mind spike interactions and that kind of thing it's not really for me but you know if if i had to i could learn to love it um what i did notice in in rate testing in general is that there there are a lot of ad focused encounters movement focused encounters mm -hmm. uh a lot of stuff that traditionally shadow might you know struggle to keep up with um i mean yeah i, I guess i'm kind of curious to know how that affected you guys in raid testing as well I, if single target sounds good but maybe uh <laughs> maybe uh some rough edges around some of the other bite styles yeah it felt like ideal like ideal scenario single target was decent in terms of play style but the, da the damage was neither here nor there and then once you deviated from like either your own build or how the fight encounter played out it just got worse and worse and worse yeah, and I think there's just, like, the build-your-own-shadow-priest concept that they've coined on the forums I think just doesn't quite work out in practice. So a lot of, I think, the rating stuff is just going to depend on a little bit of just, like, what's meta um, or, like, what does the most damage, you know? Like, the one thing I was really looking for in the tree that's not there is being like, oh, this is a council fight or, oh, this is a heavy movement fight or, you know, it's a, a spread target cleave kind of a thing. I want to pick these talents for that situation. And I I haven't really gotten that personally. Um, yeah, I never I never feel like my talent tree is giving me the tools to handle an encounter. Really. In the past, at least, you might go, okay, I'll take Misery on this fight instead of Toph because I know I'm going to have to target swap every once in a while. Or maybe I'll take Crash because I know there's going to be some stack cleave, right? I... I, I get the sense I agree with you guys that I don't see necessarily a lot of room to tilt towards it's, specific fight types here. 
It's also because the tree is so spread out among trying to do different thematic things and yeah. not necessarily different rotational things that you end up picking stuff that makes sense in AoE in single target because hmm. there isn't another talent on the tree that makes any sense with the build already. Like, you play Shadow Crash on single target because it's the best button to pick out of the things hmm. you can choose. So you don't have this, ooh, it's, there's ads on this fight, I'll pick Shadow Crash. You just already have it because you don't have a better option. Yeah, or like, it's single target. I'm definitely going to pick Void Torrent, you know, for sure. Um, but then the thing after Void Torrent is Nazoth and AoE, like an AoE idol, right? So then passing yeah, over there cool. might not make, may even make sense. It's just very all over the place, and you don't really feel like you're building towards anything specific. Yeah. Jav, given your... You must have done a lot more thorough raid testing than all of us, so do you have an opinion on any of this? Yeah, it's pretty spot on. Fair enough. It's just very, like... I think the tools are there. I mean, the, the, I think... And I put this out in the recent uh, forum post, but I think that there are tools there that they could do. I think it's just kind of a question of tuning. Um... Like, in the recent raid testing, I think Shadow probably looked better than it probably will on most bosses, just because we had a, a stacked four-target council boss. Um, <laughs> that, didn't feel, that didn't even feel that great, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty overwhelming, is kind of how I'd describe it. I played um, I played Voidform with Mindspike. I think I played Nazoth and Yogg. I mean, that, that just, like, looks like a stereotypical Yogg encounter right now. Like, just, like, yeah. farming out the fucking, farming out the shadowy boys. Rise Shots posted in chat said, like, yeah, that, um, if you play Voidform and Mindflay Insanity, you have a decent-ish rotational base for single target. For single and target, yeah. On Teros, which was the, like, most single target yep. boss we've had so far, just the only pure single target boss, actually, mm -hmm. with relatively minimal movement. Like, the spec feels pretty decent on that fight, but it doesn't feel any better than it ever really did in Shadowlands, and it feels much worse elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, because I think, just looking back a little bit, I mean, I think there were people that didn't like Shadowlands, and, you know, Shadow's been reworked about a bajillion times, but I thought Shadowlands, at least single target and raiding, I thought was still, like, the most fun spec in the game, at least to me personally. Um, it wasn't perfect by any means, but I don't... I think it's it's fair to say that Dragonflight Shadow's single target doesn't feel like an improvement. Yeah, it feels like at most a side grade. I, I will say that this is probably the first time I've been looking to other specs and other classes to give me something that I, you know, that, that I'm, I'm lacking here. Like, I, you know, I'll, I'll run into a new patch and be like, oh, they changed this and that, but, you know, it's still Shadow, it's still, you know this satisfying like loop of buttons that feels right to yeah. me it feels at home and and this is kind of the first time i'll be honest with you guys that i feel a little bit lost with with where the spec is yeah um, i do think there's like uh, someone's raised point like that yeah shadow and shadow and shadowlands was definitely it had teething problems there are a lot of issues with it but in terms of just bashing one target as a caster i don't think there's any spec that played better than it I think yeah. it played significantly worse in loads of other situations that other casters excelled in. For sure. But if you give me a single target encounter, I don't think any other spec had more going on for its rotation than Shadow did. Yeah, and it also consequently like was also one of the best single targets in the game. Like I think if you go back and like look at fights like Skolex, obviously Skolex was probably I think the best example of Shadowlands, but like Shadow Priest was constant 
you know, even top three, I think, on that fight, if not first for a lot of it. Um, Which fight was that? Destroyer? Or? Skolex, the, the worm boss oh, in Sepulcher. Skolex, you were top three. Destroyer, we were like, Destroyer, we were top one in CN once. Oh, Hungry Destroyer? Yeah. yeah. So, like, yeah. we we were also, like, kind of known for doing single target, right? Yeah. And I, and, I don't, and I do sympathize a lot with people who just don't want to be a pet spec or didn't like the fact we had to rely on Mindbender that's true. throughout the entire expansion as well. Like, that's not ideal. And again, it seems to be the case once again. <laughs> now we have even, we have more pets. What do you mean? <laughs> we, have even, we have even more pets than we did prior, and they're even more and we're even more reliant on them to do damage. Bring on the pets. I don't know. Sailor's loving pets, though, right? You... God, it's yeah. horrendous. I mean, how much of this damage breakdown right here is like pets? Like thirty percent or something. Thirty, yeah. I was gonna say twenty. Well, it obviously depends on like single target or multi target because we have Shadow Fiend slash Mindbender, Yog Saron, your Cthulhu tendrils. Uh, yeah, that's it, right? Yeah, and I think like everyone, and I think everyone's in relative agreement that the AOE rotation throughout Shadowlands, whilst arguably functional, was not fun. And oh, I like I got a lot to say about the AOE and the Mythic Plus stuff. Do are we do we have any more points about raid we want to bring up before we move on to AOE? I think um, I, I I was gonna say earlier like Shadowlands we were kind of like the single target gods right to a certain extent like that's that's the only thing that we were like really I great at always, in raids. I always had fun on a single target fight. I always felt like yeah. I knew what I was gonna push. I always had a plan, and I was always like, yeah, let's go. It's time to blast. So I, I mean, but it I wasn't sure. but that's not like historically true for shadow right like i think mm -hmm. this uh, is something we've been talking about yeah. for a while of like in in years years past you brought like specs like shadow priest balance druid affliction warlock for like spread cleave council stuff or whatever you know which i i do feel like that hasn't been great the last couple of expansions I feel like that's like a game. That's like a game-wide issue. Yeah. Where Blizzard yeah. have Blizzard have kind of decided that yeah, um, spread cleave is not a thing anymore. We don't want specs <laughs> doing spread cleave anymore. Yeah. And we're gonna give each spec that used to be able to do spread cleave some sort of unique, interesting take on making their dots work in another way. To give the spec like more like still keep its identity but also like fit the damage patterns they want to be in the game so like and some specs have adapted to this far better than others uh shadow probably being the one that adapted it to it the worst because the idea that they had for it was very um like i don't know hard well, i mean i don't think it's a coincidence really that out. affliction and balance haven't exactly been stable either if you're looking at like well, the last couple expansions maybe. right yeah, they haven't. Um, uh, yeah, Moonkin, Moonkin Starfall is a point of entirely of its own, but um, <laughs> yeah. Affliction Warlock's ability to dot everything in range and do AOE by doing by just dotting things died around the same time Shadows did after BFA. Yeah, so they've uh, kind of shifted away from dots being powerful for a lot of us, basically. Yes. Um, and then you're kind of left with, well, then what does Shadow have left? And I think they've been trying to rework it ever since. They've been trying to answer that question for all three, for like Affliction as well. And that with uh, people's reaction to Malefic Rapture, yep. I think they're probably just generally struggling to give dot specs a reasonable non-dot based identity mm. once they realize that they can't have dots do what they used to. 
Yeah, and like for a brief period of time in Legion, we had stacking dot damage that didn't last very long until it got kneecapped and nerfed like five times or whatever. Um, so like I think it's still part of the game that could get scaled out of control, right? Um, or like in in Dragonflight, they brought back Mind Spike, and we can talk about Mind Spike for a little bit because um, we haven't really hit it too much. Everyone's favorite shadow filler spell. Um, I mean. My opinion on Mind Spike is that whenever you, is that if you're ever hard casting it over Mindflay, something has gone horribly, horribly wrong. Oh, for sure. But like, I think that's that. That was my point of like they initially brought it back as a thing to remove your. It like removed your dots. I think it removed all three, didn't it? Yeah, it, it removed all of them. It always removed all three dots. Yeah. But it felt like the point of it was like to give you the button to then immediately give you the proc afterwards, and the proc was what you're supposed to care about. Right. And design decisions around why are you making me pay two two different points to make one point valuable valuable aside yeah mind spike as a proc in the rotation is something we've had in the past it's something people have really liked in the past mm -hmm. and it does make some semblance of sense why mm. that needed to be mind spike and couldn't just have been a rework of dissonant echoes i have absolutely no idea yeah, and I think yeah. the other big problem is mind melt. <laughs> I think like the I don't know. I, it feels like the majority of our problems right now are the are is the the third talent or the second talent after mind spike, which is called mind melt. Which is every mind spike gives you a stacking buff to your next mind blast, increasing its crit and cast time and reducing its cast time. So every two mind spikes in between a blast will give you extra fifty percent crit on mind blast it used to be a hundred percent but i feel like this talent is like the core reason why we're having so many problems this, with mind spike yeah. right this talent is the main reason why hard casting mind spike is good yeah um the talent itself is an amalgamation of the original text of mind spike from cataclysm and the minor glyph that was added in mist of pandaria no added no the minor glyph that was added in cataclysm and stayed until middle of mist i believe mm. where you could cast two mind spikes and get an instant mind blast afterwards um and the there was obviously clarity of power right that was in there clarity too of power, clarity of power is warlords that's much much later okay um, right, right. mind spike is mind spike appeared originally in cataclysm and existed as just like this is a thing to press when dots don't do anything on the target you're hitting yeah, and which isn't really a thing anymore, right? Like that. No, it's not. Mastery kind of made that not a thing because you need to be able to hit. You need yeah. to be able to put dots on things to do relevant damage to them because there's so many dot interactions in the tree. We have mastery on top of that, yeah. and so they remove the remove dots thing from Mind Spike for this version in, in um, Dragonflight. In Dragonflight, which because I think and this is a good point because our dots used to be, and I'm I'm making a bit of assumptions here because I didn't play as much Shadow as you guys maybe it did, but. Our dots were kind of, you put your dots up, they do taking damage. Done, right? That's that's all, that's that's what they're there for, right? But now in Dragonflight, if you don't have your dots up, you're missing out on like half of the talent tree's procs, you know? <laughs> or mastery activation. Mastery, yeah. yeah, and yeah, all that stuff. Mind, yeah, like back in Cataclysm, the only thing that affected you when you had dot, the, the only thing outside of dot damage that dots did was you had the original version of auspicious spirits which was or shadow apparitions which was just shadow of wood pain ticks have a chance to generate a ghost that walks very very slowly very towards slow. your target <laughs> the original ones were incredibly slow and they were also yeah. enemies so you, people could hit them in pvp which is amusing oh um, really man i didn't play yes. that that's funny 
Um, it caused a lot of problems when classes had like powerful when you kill a target procs. So we were kind of glad to see that be removed. But um, the other thing that was interesting about spirits back then was if you were moving, you had three times the chance to proc a spirit. It was like a pseudo like mobility tool in a sense. It's like add damage when you couldn't cast, which was very weird and kind of interesting. And it meant like running around in circles when you had ten targets was a DPS increase. So interesting. <laughs> so I mean, the point is, Shadow has changed so much. <laughs> yes, still, I like, think they're the is, like, the they haven't figured out roll, yet. Yeah, Mind Spike's role in the new rotation just doesn't make any sense because the spec has changed so much since it was last ability. Yeah, and Mind Spike has had like four different iterations throughout history as well so they had to even pick one of those to start with it yeah. just doesn't make sense and and i know jarv is a big fan of mind spike i think he said it's his favorite button yeah i love it especially yeah. mind melt mine yeah especially great. i was gonna say we we all pretty much agree here that the cast time piece of mind melt is pretty silly especially on the one stack right like yeah it's it's a great addition for pvp I was like, gonna say you have, want to you have, PvP, you have but... <laughs> so many instant casts in PvP. And like that is like the one place where the version of Shadow we're getting right now makes sense, question mark. Oof. But like I I it's just I, there's so much wrong with how it's been implemented for the rest of the game, unfortunately. I, I'm I'm gonna get this out there right now just to frame my my perspective. I really don't play very much PvP at all. I did RBGs nope. just for gear. Um and so I'm not going to invoke PvP very much other than to j just be disappointed when they said, <laughs> hey, we did this for PvP. Um, yeah. That's about it. I don't have a lot of perspective there I myself. I mean, I've, I, back before I used to raid, I was doing RBGs and Battlegrounds almost the entire time I played. PvP was, like, my bread and butter. I was never amazingly good at arenas, but I got, like, my gear and my titles, typically. Okay, so, so it's, you're the you're the reason why everything we have is bad. That's that's what yeah. you're saying? It's, it's your I fault? I am, well... More that my perspective on things is that there is a legitimate set of the play, like like area of gameplay where the spec makes more sense than it does in PVE, but it still doesn't make enough sense to justify any of the changes. Right. I yeah, that makes sense. I just want to know that I can blame you for these problems. Is my point. And it's, it's always fault for sure. Okay. Yep. It's, got it. it's everything is always somehow my fault. So sure. <laughs> but I think like to round off Mind Spike, I think what my biggest frustration with this is that. As much as I'm, like, a SimC numbers guy, I can't look at a talent tree and be like, yeah, this is where you press Mind Spike, obviously, you know, with, without checking the numbers or, you know, writing an APL for it. And I think, like, that's the failure for a, a, a filler spell like Mind Spike being added in the tree. We've, we've had yeah. two or three patches since they said that that was a problem, and I still don't feel like that's gotten any better. No, yeah, I don't think they've they changed it. Well, they nerfed Mind Melt, I think, was what the only thing. They, they nerfed right? Mind Melt, and they massively nerfed the damage of Mind Spike relative to Mind Flay, but it doesn't matter because it's still like, it's still better to press Spike on single target. And also, there are so many interactions with Mind Spike and Mind Flay spread all over the tree. Yeah, that it's incredibly difficult to pass in your head which one is better than the other and why. Yeah, it's kind of Just like by reading the talents. it's like based on kind of the other stuff you're picking, and maybe Sailor, so you're going to say this of like, do yeah. you have mind flay insanity? Doesn't work with mind spike. Do you have mind melt? Doesn't work with mind flay, right? Yeah, I was about to say that. I literally just before this podcast started, I was doing some experiments into this, and 
mind spike ends up beating you in a lot of scenarios is because of stuff like manipulation exists and obviously mind melt. Oh right. Because mind play does not work on manipulation. Which is for those that don't know, manipulation is the new-ish uh, mind games talent in the class tree. Where mind blast and mind spike I reduce its cooldown by one second each I'd cast. Completely forgotten about that one. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. like there's just so much like random stuff all over the tree that references mind spike or mind flay, and yeah. not both. And I think a lot of it could be better if you know some people in the chat have said this, or we've been talking about this for a while, right? Of like, oh, if you talent into mind spike, it just straight up replaces mind flay on your bars, like you only have one of them. But the problem with that is there are so many of these talents that only work with one or the other and like wouldn't even make sense if mind spike worked with them you know the other problem with that is that like the the really enjoyable part of mind spike's gameplay was when it was purely a proc to use and yeah. you otherwise cast in mindfully so again i don't understand why they needed to bring the spell back with no function and then bolt all of its actual purpose onto mm -hmm. extra talents afterwards like you take yeah. if you take mind spike and don't take Sur surging darkness you have picked a button that doesn't do anything <laughs> yeah or, or and, I, and i think like back to your other point and they've talked about this as well and i don't think they really got a chance to make many changes but the button bloat of shadow priest um mm -hmm. i think a yeah. lot of us would agree that shadow is already kind of in the has a lot of buttons that you press somewhat actively in your rotation in shadowlands and like unequivocally it's just gotten worse right yes there are i'd say there are two kinds of button bloat there is general rotation stuff where like you just dot specs in general just have this more than other specs because we have dots to apply and rotational abilities so like just in terms of the number of things you have to keybind to do your optimal single target rotation is already kind of high yeah and then you have like 30 to 60 second cooldowns that just need to be pressed on CD but don't really do anything. And Shadow has like six of them. Divine Star, Halo, so Mind Games, uh, Shadow Crash, Void Torrent, Shadow Crash, Void Damnation, Light Defender, Light Dark Ascension. <laughs> There's just loads of them. Like a strong uh, two minute, like PI and Void Form, like I tend to discard in the button bloat, in the button bloat thing because they can go on less used keybinds and they can be less relevant for the players who just like want to get on with the game yeah. but like there's so many things in the 30 to 60 second cooldown mark that just don't need to exist or rather are cool that they exist but i don't know like it's the, hard to, it's hard you can to only have so many cool spells right like you, yeah. you can't just keep at like and it's hard because and this is where i'll take i'll take partial blame like sometimes as a community we have dumb ideas like we're just dumb right and a lot of us were like, oh, yeah, we want Halo, Divine Star, and Cascade back. But then, like, if you actually think about it, you know, that is just kind of button bloat. And sure, there are some situations, and I've for sure had some of these, where, like, pressing Halo is fun. Pressing Divine Halo Star is, is fun. fun. Um, Halo's, healing on, Halo's healing in the raid encounters was, like, one of the things I actually noticed yeah. as being, like, actually kind of good. Like, pressing mm -hmm. Halo when everyone was low was, like, yeah. effective. And relevant and it kind of felt really good to be able to do that again i guess that so that one's uh, an interesting one for sure um but for me the, the thing that definitely kills me about these sort of 30 second rotationals is when 
they don't feel like they're having an impact on the rest of my rotation, that I don't feel like they're interacting with sort of the other buttons that I'm pushing. So when it is, yeah. you know, yeah. hey, it's time to push mind games, I'm going to do a bit more damage this time, <laughs> you know? It, that's... it gets even worse when they all line up and it's like, okay, now yeah. I'm going to press Mindbender, Mind Games, Halo, Dark Ascension. I've gone six seconds and I haven't really pressed any rotational buttons. It's like, it's very weird. It feels like a mm -hmm. departure. So that, oh, that's, that's the thing. Like, yeah, go, go sail. Uh, my problem with it is that a lot of the interactions, because they do exist, are all yeah. like passive and hidden away. Like they're mostly things like cooldown reduction. It's just, yeah. oh great, I didn't notice that. Like, yeah, you get to press like twice as many, mind it's not quite twice as many mind games nowadays with mind flight insanity, but you get mind, mind games every 30 seconds and it's like, oh, that's nice, I suppose. It does a lot of damage, but it's barely noticeable at the end of the day for most players. It's not like press this button, this one lights up and does something significantly more noticeable. Yeah, I think people cool, I would want. I do think cooldown reduction as a tool for Blizzard to mess around with has been a, both a blessing and a curse. It's worked really well for some specs, especially when Blizzard decide that yeah, I'm not gonna we're not gonna tune the spec down because its cooldown is now three times more frequent. We're just gonna leave it as is. Problem, uh, definitely a problem for another time, but. But I think like the has worked out well for those people. But like yeah, for spec, they sprinkle for it everywhere. Short, for short duration CDs, cooldown reduction just feels very uh, neither here nor there. And obviously, it's having a really big impact, but it doesn't make the class feel better. Yeah, and and I think I do want to point out something because Shot said this in chat. I totally agree. I think if you think about Halo, Divine Star, or even Mind Games, if it it's, doesn't work this way today, as like. If they're not damaging spells, I think I actually really like them. Where it's like, yeah. oh yeah, you press Halo when you just want to heal your group. Or, you know, the off-healing capabilities of Halo and Divine Star, right? Rather I than agree. I press them on cooldown for the most damage. Um, and, uh... and they're kind of tuned that way a little bit. Mind Games definitely not, but yeah. Yeah, Mind Games is just slam on cooldown. But Halo definitely does have that feel of like you should be trying to at least game it against damage. Yeah. Mm. I did some sims for that earlier, and not pressing Halo is basically DPS neutral, so you can just press it whenever you want or aim it for abs. Yeah, I think that's probably yeah, like the that's... right... That's the right that's place healthy. for 30 to 60 second buttons that don't really affect the rotation to be. Yeah. And they're also in the class tree, so they're not competing with actual damage that you would otherwise be taking. They're just like, here's a neutral damage here's a neutral ability that does decent burst aoe if you need to hit like 10 mobs immediately and has good group healing in like triage moments divine star i'm a little less clear on because the cooldown is so short that you don't want to misuses and yeah. we get it and i don't want to end up in a malkarok situation where the entire radius is stacking in front of my face and i just have to press it on cooldown for the raw hps <laughs> yeah and, and again this is just kind of from like a rating perspective we can try kind of switch gears i think and let's talk about our favorite topic. Um, Jarv's especially favorite topic is how Shadow plays right now in Mythic Plus. And I think this is something... Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I'm not sure how many of you guys are, like, big into Mythic Plus as a thing. I know, like, me personally, I've never been... Like, the 20-man raid environment's for sure better than the 40-man classic raids I was doing. But I do really enjoy just having five-man content that feels like progression. So, like, that's kind of... My favorite part of the game is being able to have fun and feel useful in that space. And I feel like, and I'll just give my two cents before anyone else wants to kind of jump in next, but 
I think undeniably Shadow feels worse in keys for me than it did in Shadowlands. Um, and I think the reason why that's so upsetting is because we got like one of the first blue posts we had months ago at this point, I don't even remember, was hey guys, we hear you talking about you don't like Searing Nightmare, right? You you don't like the current AoE. We have plans to fix it and address it, which included removing Searing Nightmare. And then we got a bunch of these things that don't really fit together. Um, and, and and we can dive into this in a second, but you know, there's we have so many different ways of doing AoE. I feel like none of them really make sense or fit together. Shadow Flame Prism, uh, Shadow Crash, Dark Void, Misery, Dot Spreading, you know, Idol of Nizoth, Idol of Yog Saron, Idol of Cthulhu. But like, there's no like centralized playstyle anymore, which is the one thing that Searing Nightmare did give us. And the replacement button that we got with Mindseer being a spender is just kind of, uh, it's just, yeah. yeah. Are any of you guys playing Pain of Death? Because that's when I see on here uh, <laughs> on that blue post uh, as helping our gameplay. I forget that talent exists like all you the time. Points for it. Like, you, don't, you, don't, you don't have points for it and you yeah. can't put pain on enough things for it to matter. Um. You, you can with Dark Void, but then you're playing Dark Void, not Misery, which is already bad. Oh, and yes. I forgot Psychic Link. That's another one. And and like, wh why is having all of these bad? I think it's because none of them are good. <laughs> I will say one thing, despite like to, not necessarily, in favor, but as a point that's somewhat positive. Shadow in AOE, in Mythic Plus dungeons and things, feels much more like a Shadow Priest than it ever did in Shadowlands. Sure. But that's not a good thing because Shadow Priest has never been able to do AOE in dungeons for like. Outside yeah, think... of ridiculous dot scaling in Legion and late, outside of ridiculous dot scaling in late Legion and late BFA, Shadow just... has, since I've played the spec, never had a coherent or like strong AOE dungeon game plan ever. And if I could highlight mean? one thing just on that theme, we um, we I, I, I we can go back to how it how it achieves that, but just one point I wanted to note is just even how important M plus is as sort of a core gameplay elements of the game these days like if you look before legion sure there were you know challenge modes and that kind of thing but m plus is such an integral part of gearing your character these days of doing yep. your weekly 15s and even playing at like a 20 level now in dragonflight is going to be really important to getting sort of your your best gear for raid that i i can't i it, it doesn't make sense to me for a class to not have a coherent aoe rotation have you know strong burst strong sustain uh, and all the tools that you need to succeed through control and and those sorts of things. Uh, so, say I'll carry on with uh, the AOE point. I just really wanted to make that that clear where I'm coming from. That M plus yeah, it's is important, deal. and performance in M plus is important. Yeah, I, I was about to say that a lot of the problems stem from just a lack of core. Like they haven't really shown us what they want us to have. They haven't told us what they want any of our idols to do, for example. Like, you can assume that Nizoth is for AoE based on how it works, but is Yogmen for AoE? Is it for Funnel? Is it for Single Target? Currently, it does all of them. But or or Cthulhu? Like, who, who yeah, the heck knows? I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, I don't know. I just want to bring one thing. Like, Hikari in the chat just said, like, yeah, current play style is more affliction than affliction itself. I love it. Like, current on beta. Like, yeah. Shadow plays like Shadow Priest of old in dungeons right now. But Shadow Priest of old was really really bad at dungeons. <laughs> yeah well i mean that's the, like how do you you can't tune it like you, <laughs> how, how do you tune dots to work on single target and then dots um, to work on aoe 
You know, I'll like, that's, you. it's, yeah. I'll tell you, what you do is you increase Vampiric Touch's damage by 500%, nerf literally everything else about the spec, and say Shadow does 70% damage on one target, but 140% damage on two targets, like it used to do in Cataclysm. There you go. But obviously, yeah, they're scared of that, <laughs> right? And, and But I think... To do that is the thing. Yeah, and they, <laughs> they, they haven't... Twins. We have worse so, dot spreading now than we do in Shadowlands, just... It, it's just worse, right? Like, we yes. used to have Searing Nightmare that was effectively spammable on like mass mass aoe yeah. so like, like to be clear 10 plus searing, yeah, searing nightmare every we hate searing nightmare it sucks nobody wants to be pressing searing nightmare all the time as yeah. their rotation in any form of aoe content no however shadow is built in such a way right now that unless you have shadow word pain on every single thing you're in combat with you aren't doing damage yeah because that's just that's activating your mastery and it's triggering <laughs> anything else that works with shadow word pain right now including things like uh, shadowy insight. Um, if you're taking tormented up spirits, you get more spirits with, you know, shadow paint up. I'd also like to point out. It, I'd also like to point out it, it's coalescing yeah. shadows is the big one, but also it's also giving you um way more insanity for your next pull because it's giving you death throws and everything. Like oh yeah, good dies, point. If it's all got pain on it, you just get sixty insanity for free, and you're set for the next pull. Like, yeah, but but spreading like shadowward pain is, on everything, is but it's not <laughs> like what twice as hard, three times more work now than it what than it is in uh, Shadowlands. I mean, it's ridiculous, it, right? It's gone. Well, sh applying shadowward pain has gone from a completely free action that is also your highest damage per execute time AOE ability. Yeah. To, um. Four targets on a 30 second cooldown, or 15 targets on a 30 second cooldown, that would also not be your highest damage per execute ability at the time. Yeah. And um, otherwise, just manually pressing Shadow of Pain or Vampiric Touch of Misery. It's just not viable. And I think to be clear, this is, you know, if you're looking at just like, let's just say like four to six targets as like one area, I think it's actually fine. Like, yeah, it takes a bit longer to ramp than you're used to, but. Especially if you're, like, void forming that pack or whatever. Like, you know, you're talking about four to six globals with Misery to dot that pack. Like, not the best in the world, but it's fine. I think it's playable. The it problem is more than that. <laughs> yeah, right? the payoffs aren't there, even after you have the dots. Well, yeah, that's, that's yeah, different. I think a different problem. But I'm just talking <laughs> about, like, our ability to dot packs. Like, obviously, we still have Misery. And, you know, now we can have Misery all the time without feeling like we're losing the Searing Nightmare damage. So, like... On those kind of, I'd say, like, up to, like, four to six target range, you know, we do have Misery, so, like, that, there is that. The problem is, anytime you're pulling more than that or chaining packs together, like, what the hell do we do? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to point out that Dark Void, when, last time Dark Void was in the game, when it was an uncapped apply shadow and pain to every single thing, while in Sims and in, like, more ideal situations it looked like it should be the way to go in dungeons misery was still better because so often you ended up in situations where you needed to apply dots and it hadn't been 30 seconds since you last tried to yeah. like the game mythic plus is way too fluid for you to plan your ability to do any amount of damage at all around a 30 second cooldown it just doesn't work it's not fun i think is <laughs> the way that i would put it yes. right like you want to further point on that yeah go ahead um my my issues right now is that the rotation kind of feels better up to about eight targets at most in terms of applying dots but we've mentioned that we don't get any reward for doing so but 
that's assuming you're playing Misery and Shadow Crush. If you meant to, if you, if they want us to play Dark Void to actually put pain on everything, it doesn't work anymore. It just instantly falls apart. It it's, just yeah. becomes awful. Well, it actually doesn't do anything, right? Because we still need Vampiric yeah. Touch. Like it's not, it's yeah, not like Shadowward Pain is. And and yeah, I think Shadow this Word. is a good thing, right? They did split. We used to have a lot of effects in one or the other, but now I think they have actively tried to say, oh, some of these effects are Vampiric Touch. Some of these are Shadowward Pain and vice versa. Yeah. Um, but that means we need both dots, <laughs> you know? And the only yeah, thing that like gives it. us both dots right now is playing Shadow Crash plus Misery, and then you get both dots on four targets every 30 seconds. That's it. And the other thing <laughs> is, the cooldown is not ideal. Like, quite often the pack's yeah. going to die too fast, or if you have, like, a really long pack, you're going to have to cast a second Shadow Crash, and you pull the next pack, and it's, oh, no Shadow or Crash. Or you end up in a situation where your tank is pulling from three different directions, and you have to mm -hmm. wait for every single thing to be underneath the tank before you can even dot anything. And it's just like, yeah. oh, this is pathetic. Well, you can fade, you can fade dot it. a little bit. Like that's still a thing. Yeah, but, but like, it's still like, but it's like everyone else just gets to start AOEing instantly and just like going <laughs> yeah. off. And it's we like have you have to up. wait for everything because you have one chance to do any AOE, and you have to wait for it. Yeah, and Jarv, can you? I, I kind of want Jarv's perspective a little bit on like, because I think you want you kind of brought up like, you know, almost every other pack that you're playing, you don't have Shadow Crash on pull, right? So like, what are you even doing? Yeah, <laughs> okay, I kind of want to touch on the the Dark Void point. Yeah, good. Like, I put out a list on like low value dot spreading, and like every other low value dot spread in the game has no cooldown, but they usually have a small cost, like out uh, Howling Blast, Seed of Corruption, stuff like that. Yeah. So you can always cast it, but you it costs a little bit, like one rune or. Maybe it could cost 10 insanity or something like that. Well, so kind of searing nightmare, right? value that yeah. you have so, to plan around with. Yeah, like every other specs, every other spec that incorporates dots into their rotation, one dot is effortless in AoE, Yeah, is what I would say. It doesn't require an extra button you wouldn't have pressed otherwise, and it puts them on everything in combat all the time. Yeah, or, or their specs were they can just funnel off of one target. Like, I think that's the other kind of weird or interesting, however you want to put it, because they've kind of put a lot in the tree of, like, Psychic Link, Pain of Death, you know, uh, Idol of Yogg to a certain extent, that's kind of, like, almost trying to make us, like, the Blade Flurry of range specs in a way of, like, oh, yeah, we just want you to A, spread dots, and then B, funnel on one target. Yeah, and I, that does, I definitely... That, that... Yeah, sorry, I, I was gonna, like, I've, I've Crackpot suggested just making Shadow a Blade Flurry spec in the past when we've been, like, yeah. pretty predominantly single-target focused, but not, not with everything else. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, Shadow... Not with like, all this other stuff. Yeah, This is kind of the Shadow Priest of old as well. Like, the AoE we did used to do back when we didn't, we didn't even used to have an ability that could spend resources to do AoE damage at all. What we just had was massively scaling resource generation per target you're in combat with. Yeah, yeah. Which like, and obviously we don't like a lot of that has gone away now. With mind seers no longer a filler, that we just like we have no AOE filler anymore, and it feels terrible. Like you will be pressing mind flay a lot in AOE, uh, just because you have nothing else to do and you need insanity, right? Um, I don't necessarily think a lack of AOE filler is a problem. I think a lack of payoff for insanity in AOE is a yeah. problem, and coupled with yes. that. 
that your insanity generation barely scales with the number of targets you're in combat with. Yeah, because I totally nerfed and kneecapped Maddening Touch, which did do a lot of that, and Idol of Cthulhu's Mind Seer Tendril, which or Void Lasher to be specific. And if you didn't, Cthune, I think idols just need their own topic at this point. Yeah, and we like, we can switch gears to idols, but I think if you guys didn't see the Idol of Cthulhu nerf was used to get. I think was it? Did you get one insanity per target that Cthulhu hit? Um, one insanity per tick, so it made you yeah. two per label, roughly, of the lasher. Right, and and that was and that scaled with targets. So as you like got more targets, time. you got more insanity. And now they've changed it to where you still get insanity per tick, but only on one target capped. So yeah. void lasher AOE generation and AOE is basically oh. unnoticeable. Yeah, you know? I, I want to bring up the point of like. Um, even from like a thematic perspective, like Shadow's AOE, when it's the most fun, involves spewing twenty-five billion ghosts to every single target in combat. Exactly. Are we, yeah. are we agreed? Yeah, for that's sure. That's like yeah. what's the most. That's like the most fun time you get to you get in AOE. Um, it was noticeable drastically that we weren't doing that again in Shadowlands. Yeah. A lot of people's experience well, has definitely been soured by the fact we don't have ghosts doing that sort of thing anymore. Yeah, yeah. They've kind of tried, quote unquote to like give us some aoe interaction with ghosts with the thing that's alternative to auspicious spirits but it's yeah. just not very good well they also accidentally gave it to us with shadowy insight which i know jarv is still really depressed about this but yes for like a brief was it like a week or something or a couple weeks yeah, well, on yeah. beta yeah for a week they gave us the warlords of draenor and mr pandaria version of shadowy insight which was a flat 15 percent brock chance 15 so or 10 uh, that was 15. 10. That was 10. 10. All right. yeah, it felt 10, like yeah. 15. Okay, so yeah, basically what what, what we're saying though is, uh, so you spread it, they changed it to be Shadowy Insight, so Shadowward Pain ticks have a chance to spawn a ghost, or sorry, not spawn a ghost, but give a free Mind Blast proc, and then obviously yeah. if you consume that Mind Blast proc, you generate ghosts, right? So that was kind of the gameplay, where you could spread your Vampiric Touches, and then just get flooded with these shadowy insight procs, and you just felt like you were machine gunning out ghosts because as yes. you added dots, you also statistically got more procs. Um, yeah, like that, but, that, that is what I would say is the Shadow Priest of old. That's how it used to work. And it told, to just... like BFA, everyone loved it. Like that was a big thing in BFA too. Um, like the Toldegore yeah, like, clips were fun to watch. Dot, <laughs> you know? Yeah, just dot machine gun is just way, way more fun than anything yeah. else from like a visual perspective. Um, I... Mindseer is taking away from that a lot. Yes. And I don't even yeah. necessarily think the spec needs an AoE spender if they give us enough cleave tools to work with other things that the rotation still works and has the ability to scale up with large amounts of targets. But if they're going to keep Mindseer, it needs interactions with ghosts, not only from a damage perspective, but just from a like make our AoE look fun perspective. Yeah, it's it's and I think this is kind of the point I was trying to get earlier of like we have so many different things or mechanics that kind of make or do something in AoE, but they're not working together. And this is like probably the best example of Mindseer being an AoE filler has no interaction with our mastery, no interaction with ghosts, and in making it making the comparison between Mindseer and Devouring Plague like really weird in AoE because you know we're generating zero ghosts per insanity with Mindseer, and Devouring Plague is giving us, you know, one all the way up to, like, 
you know x number of targets times two right or whatever yeah exactly um and and yeah and i think it's really i think what's what's upsetting frankly is that like searing nightmare was given to us because we needed something in dungeons like for any of you guys that were playing shadow and bfa like there were times in bfa where shadow was okay in keys but it definitely still felt like it needed something right it wasn't finished and the answer that we got was searing nightmare which obviously has problems but it did solve quite a lot of them but it feels like we've kind of now gone backwards because a lot of us were saying to remove searing nightmare but i don't think we've gotten something that's that feels good enough nothing replaces it basically I have so many issues with mine, sir. The first thing is it doesn't even do the same damage per insanity that that Siri Nightmare used to do. No, not, it's like half as much, right? Yeah, it's about seventy percent of a Siri Nightmare, and that is it's excluding the fact that Siri Nightmare didn't actually cost thirty insanity typically, typically because no, you cast because... it inside of mine, sir. Yes, that's yeah. the other thing. It's like Shadow Shadow has gone from a spec that could build and generate resources at the same time, which effectively meant it had infinite resources. Hmm. Yeah. We could just hold down saying Nightmare, that's why we were viable. Now we have the same numbers basically on Mindset. It technically does a little bit more damage, but it costs more insanity. But it doesn't... We don't have any way of making the resources to do that. We don't have any ways of passively producing resources. Mm. We almost had it with how uh, the Cthune Tendril would have worked, but yeah. then they destroyed that. I mean, it's also I, I with Maddening Touch. Yeah. I do agree with Kevin that it's... it's well, Vicland even. That it's, it's great that our whole rotation is involved in AoE again. I agree. But they just need to work out a way to make it all feel like it's actually doing something. And that's where we thought Ghost was the answer. Or, like, Shadowy Insight procs, you know, also felt fun of, like... And I think the first thing that we suggested... And I think we were even talking about this of, like, we wanted a a legendary effect for exploding ghosts. That was, like, our first thing. I think Sailor or Jarv or someone, you know, was, like, pitching this. And I love the idea of... Make make a talent that's like your your ghosts fly fifty percent faster, and they explode for square root scaled AOE damage on hit or something, right? Yeah. Because um, because then you're effectively saying, okay, well, spread vampiric touch. So give something for us to spread vampiric touch, and then do your single target rotation, and now you're doing AOE damage, right? And spew ghosts. Yeah, yeah by by spewing ghosts. Um. I think that's what a lot of us wanted. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's another thing. Do you guys remember that week on Alpha where Devouring Plague spewed ghosts for ticks? That was oh, so yeah. stupid, but also it was hilarious. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. So, but, I, but I think it's it's showing that, like, unironically, the best parts about playing sh- uh, Beta Dragonflight and the most fun we've had with Shadow and AoE has been the bugs. It hasn't actually been the, the design <laughs> intentions of, like... Isn't that so true? Like, we loved the shadowy inside stuff and it really felt like it made sense with like the way psychic link yeah, worked like, and like I, other parts of the kit you know uh, i really think like the point we're getting to is like the more globals we get to spend doing the rotation that we already know is good the single target one the makes aoe feel more fluid like when we have to switch into aoe mode it just starts getting so much worse basically <laughs> yeah well and and mass aoe mode so we you know more than let's just say seven yeah. targets or something um yeah and and, and even I, then like it's still kind of messy at that point for sure because of how just because of how unreliable the dot spread tools we currently have are and that it just doesn't make sense with the rest of the game and like as jarv pointed out like so many other specs have ways to spread dots because they need that right like 
dots in this game are not the raw damage they used to be. Like, I, I haven't looked at breakdowns recently, but, like, your dot damage in keys is not, like, that's not your top damage, right? They're just your enabler. Yeah, they, they activate and enable the rest of your kit. Right? Yeah, and if you can't put the if you can't put your enablers up, it feels bad. It just you, you just don't do anything. You spend your whole time enabling your rotation and then never get to do your rotation. Yeah. Yeah. From from my point of view, from a design perspective, we either need a way of literally putting dots on basically every single target nearly instantaneously. It could take two globals, like two one for every dot. Alternatively, we need a way that lets. A small number of dots scale up damage beyond the number of dotted targets, like for example, exploding baneling uh, shadow apparitions. Yeah. If we could yeah. hit like others that are dotted, and those explode and hit like a twenty mil pack, we can still do effective damage even if we don't have all the entire pack dotted. Sure. And then we can use vampires basically as a builder to put more dots up as we still keep doing damage. So we can press our mm. instant target, eight target shadow crash, start ramping a little bit, <laughs> start yeah. using all of our buns as we normally would. Then when we have free time, we put more vampiric touches up, and the damage will keep scaling up a bit. Right. Yeah, there's but, definitely ways to do it, but like, as it's nothing, we just don't have anything. Like no. all the tools and kit that don't work, Idol and Loth should technically do what I just said. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. work because I it has too many issues. We'll get to that later, I think. But and we were kind of we close in a sense now. because we had Shadow Crash as a hasted cooldown that did this at four targets, and we're like. Okay, you're kind of close. Just make Shadow Crash hit more targets, right? Um, yeah. But they've left Shadow Crash at four targets, and now the cooldown is no longer hasted. So you only get Shadow Crash every thirty seconds, which is not which is yeah. not even close enough cooldown to sustain your our dots that are lasting twenty one seconds. Well, yeah. that, this is and and this is what I wanted to jump in with. Is mental decay doing enough or anything right now with how things yeah. are set up? If you if you spend all your insanity doing mindset and keep the rotation up flawlessly, it just about bridges the gap. Just. But I think that's the quite like. What are you playing around? Realistically, it's not going to. Depends on if you're pressing mindset, right? Sorry, go for it. You have to use only mindset, and you also yeah. have to have mind devour. You also yeah. have to get one each mind devour proc per thirty that's, seconds, which is that's not the other thing. The, rot the rotation is like completely beholden to mind devour procs. Yeah, no, and really. um, <laughs> Nazoth proccing when you Nazoth actually proccing on targets that it can proc on. Um, Yog Saron actually Yog successfully spawning a Yog Saron before a boss fight. Ooh boy. <laughs> um, there yeah. are so many things that just needlessly, complicatedly have to go right that you have no control over. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's talk about the idols. I think this is the last big thing. I, I think. Be, okay. Go be. go ahead. Go ahead. I see a lot of people in chat saying that they should just uncap Shadow Crash in the Elite Dark Void. And I think that's a very dangerous road to go down. Yeah, that's... I think we would all yeah. agree that uncapped VT on everything, just no, doing that would honestly, be a little questionable without Honestly, tuning. I don't even think but... that gets there, because the point the point we tried to make is, like, that Mythic Plus is such a flexible area of gameplay, and dark, we, we learned this from Dark Void in BFA. Like, yeah. putting every dot up on a 30-second cooldown is not good enough. No, it's not. No. You, Who if, said it, if you're it has ever, to be 30 seconds. If you're ever left then. having to manually apply dots, it just doesn't work. <laughs> in Who this case, it has to be 30 seconds. 30-second cooldown VT on everything. Eh, maybe. Yeah, well, this would be enough, because we'd still have misery due to how the interaction between Shadow Crash and Misery works. So if we miss four mobs, mobs we just put four VTs up and it'd actually be fine. The biggest issue in BFA was 
if you cast Dark Void and the mobs weren't perfectly stacked or they were straggling, you would miss like three mobs with Shadow Web Pain. They would require Shadow Web Pain anyway. Plus, you still had to cast Vampiric Touch. Yes. So you may as well just cast Vampiric Touch times rather than cast Vampiric yeah. Touch eight times and three Shadow Web Pains and a Dark Void. Yeah. Or whatever. Obviously, if there's a, if like Nazoth worked in the way that we wanted it to, just more dots might help. Maybe. Mm -hmm. But I, yeah. It's but yeah, uncapping well, Shadow Touch completely is definitely scary. The big thing for Dark Void for me is Tormented Spirits, but Tormented Spirits is also just not tuned well enough, and you also can't take it with Auspicious Spirits. Yes. If you could take Auspicious and Tormented at the same time, you would actually have a very nice scaling uh, insanity generation in Mythic Plus that would not be overpowered on single target. You just wouldn't take both together. And that would be very fun to play because you just have a passive amount of spirits coming out. Uh, BFA spirits were nice because they were passive. And having a way of taking our passive spirits back to or further augment our like, mind blasts and stuff, I think would go a long way to improving Mythic Plus feel. Yeah, it would. So, so I guess like to to cap on your thought, Jarv, I think like if you had to suggest something that was not like core to changing the design of how it plays right now, what would be your suggestion? Like, like changing target caps or cooldowns or numbers of something. What what would you like to see? Sparing Shadowward Pain. That's the low value dot. Should it be like barely any cooldown. I don't think you should have any cooldown at all, and then a small cost. So you can always do it, so if you miss a couple mobs, or if the tank pulls in a new pack, then you can just do it again. And then spreading VT that enables like almost your entire spec with Apparition, Psychic Link, all of that. It should be on a medium-high CD, like 30 seconds, most likely hasted as well. So that it, you have some skill left in the, in the playstyle. With the VT be capped at four targets still or you think that could that should be bumped no, to like six like eight. six or eight, eight. okay vt at eight and like mindseer given given a overhaul to like the insanity generation rates we have and scaling with targets sure mindseer tick should just apply pain yeah so mindseer ticks applying pain and then shadow crash cooldown being hasted again and then at eight targets vt to eight yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would that be would the. Long, right? It would do. That would it would. It would help. <laughs> it wouldn't. I don't. I mean, we can argue about how much fun that is, but I think that would at least make it feel, have some that semblance would, of a flow, right? That would get us to a place where we can put the enablers on the targets, to the point, and then start doing things that should pay off. Then the question is, are the payoffs tuned well enough, and do they work? Yep. Yep. And the answer to that is, regardless of doing all the dot stuff right now, the answer to that is still no, because let's move on to the idols. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Okay, does anyone, anything else on AoE before we move on? Obviously the idols are a bit AoE, but... Oh, I'm good. one last thing about Mental Decay. Yeah. Because of the restrictions of Flay or Seer, um, you kind of need Seer to be viable and good, otherwise the dots just won't last long enough, especially the manually casted ones, to be good. So they could potentially revisit that at some later point, say, turning it into Shadowy Apparitions. We used to have a tier set in the long, long time past that made Shadowy Apparition hits extend our dots. And if that just said, all well, your dots are extended by one second whenever a target is hit by a Shadowy Apparition, I'm not quite sure how good that would be. But on yeah. single target, it's a moot point currently because dot extension is basically free. And on AoE, that would then let us play around spirits rather than having to be forced to press Mindseer permanently if we didn't actually wish to, which you will be because of dot maintain. And there's also like, they, there's a lot of talents that work with Mindseer and Mindflay, or maybe a couple, like three or four, but they don't change what they're doing a whole lot. I think the only, the only caveat is Screams does, but like, 
Idol of Cthune and Mental Decay are like the same effect, whether or not it's Seer or Mind Flay. Like there's no, even though we're not filling with Mind Seer anymore. So it feels like they just forgot or ran out of time of like, oh yeah, we cast Mind Seer way less than we cast Mind Flay now. Maybe Idol of Cthune needs a different proc rate for the Mind Seer tendril. And maybe Mental Decay should be a few more seconds of dots for Mind Seer. You know, things like that. Because it feels like they're just being underutilized in AoE, right? Yeah, it does. So. I don't know if it help fix it for Mind Seer if you just made it like two or three seconds per two yeah. of Mind Seer. You don't have to cast as many Mind Because right now, if you don't cast your entire rotation of Mind Seer, they just don't last. Yep, exactly. All right, cool. So let's 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 end this thing. We, we have a lot to talk about still about the idols. So let's let's we're gonna start left to right, which is basically least controversial to most controversial. Uh, so idol of Yasharge. Uh, <laughs> I don't have a whole lot of like feedback directly on idol of Yasharge. For those that don't know, this is basically the the mindbender the mindbender idol. Um, so it every time you press mindbender, you get something extra. It's pretty boring. It doesn't really do a whole lot, but it it's there. You know, feels like this is kind of the PvP idol. I don't really have a whole lot to say about this. Uh, it's just a prism. It's just yeah. a damage buff after prism, and like I. It's, yeah. it's legitimately just the third point of shadow flame prism. You can take you can take inescapable one, two, and then three. That's all. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. pretty lame. I'm disappointed with what it ended up being, but yeah. in the face of other issues, I'm willing to take it or leave it. We have bigger fish to fry, is what you're saying. It's a, it's a yes. pretty generic, and it's, it, it's pretty powerful. It just, it's like 5% it's, damage or something, yeah. right? Yeah, about 5%. The best effect is not the one that you get while the boss is on full HP, though, sadly. Yeah, we want the 5-second extension, right? Which is the We want the 5-second extension. Stunned is actually really good now that we have been nerfed in Insanity. Stunned is actually really good. Oh, true. And uh, it is the best one, but good luck getting that one. How many fears are we getting? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not PvP looking part. forward to having to. I'm not looking forward to the cheese required, um, on fights with ads of trying to game this if it ever becomes a thing. Yeah, that's true. Recap: How how does this work? This is when you first cast Mindbender on a target that has one of these effects. It'll yep. do the thing. Yeah. So healthy then, is yeah. when the target is above eighty percent HP. You'll gain you and your shadow will gain five percent additional damage. If yep. the target was enraged when you cast it, it will dispel the enrage and give you 5% haste. If the target was stunned, you will generate 5 insanity every second for the duration of your Mindbender. And if the target was feared, you will gain 15% increased damage and the fear will not break. Yeah, yeah. So this but is this, is, this is on cast, though. Around. Yeah. <laughs> and this is going to be a case of... Five seconds. Yeah, this is a case Sorry. of us running around the encounter space trying to find ads that we can fear. <laughs> well, I mean, ki <laughs> kind of, right? Because the problem is you have to take Inescapable Torment or Shadowflame Prism if you played Shadowlands to get in there. And so delaying Mindbender, which is a minute cooldown, to game any of these effects is like probably not worth it unless you're game like, sure, delay five seconds, right? But... Yeah, I think that's... It's also just, like, annoying to have to target swap to something that you've feared and then force your Mindbender back over to the other thing. Yeah, it feels like a you PvP gotta, thing, to be honest. You gotta make a deal <laughs> with the Warlock is the thing, Ellie. You, they get twins, and we get their hardcasted fear. Their fear. <laughs> does, does their fear work? All right. Yeah. I think it's, it's as long as they have fear on them. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thanks, yeah. Okay. So that's that's your charge. It's not. It's not the best thing in the world, but it's it's fine. I don't. You know. Yeah. That's about all we have to say. 
Yeah, my, my biggest beef with it is that the healthy one is just not very good. The one that yeah. you get on on pull, yeah. So if you're lusting on pull, it's it's lo it's losing value. Oh, it's got to be yeah. deliberate though. Like it's <laughs> yeah. Maybe I mean, it's sure that's if, yeah, it assumes that you don't press Shadow Fiend on somebody and start doing a lot of damage, but that's kind of really annoying in PVE. I mean, the thing is, like, you say, people say, oh, it's, it's like, oh, your charge is like the PvP one. It's like, is it though? Like, Shadow Flame Prism yeah. wasn't good in PvP this entire expansion. Relying on Mindbender in PvP is True. not particularly enjoyable or effective. And what the areas of the rotation that, like, people who are PvPing are really enjoying has, like, absolutely nothing to do with Mindbender. Also, yeah. like, a talent should never be one or the other. Like, all of our talents should have some value in all game modes, right? Like, they, they, you should be able to make a case for it. And I think that is true to an extent. It's just we're saying it's a, a pretty case boring it. case for it. It's very niche and, like, yeah. doesn't really do the thing that PvPers want to be doing with Shadow in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, people just assume it's the PvP one because of the fear line that doesn't break fear. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, I, so I, that's not going to be more of a nothing burger, I think. I think, it's, I think it's arguable that the effects might see... Like, the, the different effects might see more, like visibility in pvp and it might be more relevant in pvp because most of the time we are just going to get the healthy effect and the extension effect let's be real right so i, I can see that characterization but I, I would agree with uh with you guys on the rest of it i mean they they should be relevant for both uh pve and pvp and frankly yeah. they're this might not even be that relevant for pvp if mindbender isn't like top of mind so. yep it just takes too many points for the PvPers. I don't think they'd mind taking the points of Mindbender and the charge, but they don't really want an inescapable torment because they yeah. can't hard cast Mind Blast. Really, they have to press the instant ones. I mean, and they want like... death when they get to death, like low HP, so they can actually just kill them with it. Yeah, I mean, they don't have the time, especially now that Shadow Where Death isn't hasted. I'm sorry, we forgot Good about that God. earlier. Yeah, Shadow Where Death is not hasted anymore. PvPers cannot it's afford to be just killing Shadow Where Death. It's just a straight-up 20-second cooldown, but yeah, I mean, like, so, I don't know, PvPers PvP PvP have not enjoyed relying on Mindbender whenever they've ever had to, and making mm -hmm. them do it again is just not gonna go well. But yeah, next one, Idol of C'Thun? C'Thun. Idol of C'Thun. So this is coming back from the Legendary, which is called Eternal Call to the Void, or whatever. We've had this in a few different iterations now, but yeah, so this is more or less the same. They did buff its proc rate coming from Shadowlands, so it's now a 2 uh, RPPM hasted effect. So you'll get about two procs per minute affected by your haste is what this is, is what it currently is. And yeah, if you press Mind Flay, you get the Mind Flay tendril. If you press Mind Seer, you can proc the, the Mind Seer tendril. The problem is yeah. they're on the same proc rate, <laughs> which made sense in Shadowlands, I think, uh, but doesn't really make sense anymore. So if you're casting a bunch of Mind Flays and then you switch to Mind Seer, you know, they're sharing that same proc rate pool. Uh, so it makes its kind of ability to be like a hybrid effect pretty lackluster because I think in AoE or in keys, like you getting the Mindster Tendril is going to be so rare, anyways. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, even when even when we had the Mindster Tendril like in uh, Shadowlands, it was terrible. Yeah, you picked it for the insanity. It's an insanity talent. Um, yeah, there's more glaring like, issues with it than that. Sure. I mean, um, sorry to cut you off, but. You actually, I did a lot of testing with this like a week and a half ago, just before they nerfed it, and it was yeah. actually really good. Um, yeah. so they, they they literally had it bug fixed for a single week where it worked. Before that, I couldn't test it, so I did a lot of. Oh, testing. that's right, it wasn't doing any anything. It wasn't yeah. doing anything. Yeah. So, you actually got a lot of mindset tendrils because you you pressed actually a significant amount of time was spent mind searing, 
you did press Mindsplay and it would eat some of them, but it wasn't a big a deal. Mm. Um, the the actual problem with it was that, especially for like things like single target, it said it's an RPPM effect. You meant to get two of them a minute, but you spend a quarter of your time Mindsplaying, you don't get two a minute. You get one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's a filler spell, right? Like it's it's attached to yeah. the, the fillers of the kit, you know, and it's a random yeah, proc, I think, you know. And I think that no matter what the tuning ends up being on it, the same issue I have with your shards, it just it just doesn't feel like a capstone. Nah, doesn't know. It's not it's it not impactful really nice enough. It gives you AOE resources, but now it doesn't. The 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 homogenized. The tenders are the same. You don't really care if you get the seal or the flay one. They yeah. both don't do any damage, and they both give you the same resources. It's just clever. Why would I take this? I think that's the point of like you, you like the idol isn't a thing of like oh I want X Y or Z so obviously I'll pick Idol of Cthulhu. <laughs> I think like that's that's kind of our current problem. Like I mean, yeah. unless the build is centered around Mindseer or Mindflay, like it doesn't really make sense. And the problem with all of those builds is if you're doing that, especially in AOE, you're now longer foregoing apparitions as a thing you care about because Mindseer. Yeah doesn't generate apparitions so it's like you're, you'd have to give up quite a lot i think to invest in Cthune or like that play style uh yeah, which is okay like in single target i think is a, makes a bit more sense but aoe is just i no. don't even know yeah like it, it could do like something it... more interesting like it could also activate screams it's locked behind screams why doesn't it activate screams on the tyrant target for iteration as well it, it could also Stuff just like have been, it could also just be now a four-piece bonus right now yeah, it could just be Frankly. the more interesting. Or they could make it do damage. I think that's that's the other thing, is these tendrils really don't do a whole lot of damage. They're really just there as the the insanity proc. Um so then so basically the problem with Cthune is every time they nerf or buff or change our spenders, its value gets wildly different. Uh rather than it just doing damage by itself, uh, which I think is another way they could attack it, right? Like if they don't if they don't want us jittering all this freaking insanity in AoE with Idol of Cthune then just make the Void Lasher Tendril do a lot of damage. Like, that's... Yeah, <laughs> you can do that, too. It feels very completely... Um, completely wasted point currently, effectively. Um, yeah. Next one. Speaking of completely wasted points, uh, Idol of Yogg Saron. Stop it. Um, Idol of Yogg is, like, all of our damage. What do you mean? It's like all, all of our damage, damage, asterisk. Very specific <laughs> situations. <laughs> yeah, so you can't... You can't watch... So it, you can't play it in keys. Um... Everyone and, thought and... you could play it in keys, but it turns out that bosses reset your stacks in a dungeon. So you'll go from having like 80 or 90 stacks ready to have some fun to having none and then leaving the dungeon. Which might yeah, be a here, bug. This one, <laughs> this one might need a little bit of preamble and a little bit of like explanation, I think, for the people who either haven't been like actively testing on beta or like yeah. really following along. Because this one did get a couple of changes recently um, from where it was for most of beta. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I can I can try an overview, and if I miss anything, let me know. Yep, Just yeah, before we jump right it. back into that, the thing was, so originally for most of beta, this thing was spawning on spellcast and not on ghost spawn, uh, and it required sort of 50, uh, 50 spellcasts of things that spawn ghosts to uh, to create the little guy. And then the guy would just shoot little little balls at the enemy, and it didn't really do good damage, but it, it you know, it hit them, whatever. We kind of assumed it was bugged for all of beta we're just kind of waiting for for a change basically because you know whatever so they recently basically you know quote unquote fixed it but uh it's actually spawn on apparitions but at the same time they made it uh spawn on 200 apparitions uh which you know i i don't know about you i'm not spawning on average four ghosts every time i push a spell so obvious 
clear nerf there on on that part. Um, and and frankly, I think they buffed they buffed the damage pretty considerably, uh, especially in the most recent patch where they brought it back down to a hundred. Um, but something that people might not have been noticing because this has been sort of part of the the sims that we've been running and all this sort of stuff um, is that there are builds that you can run that are ostensibly competitive builds that just will not spawn this thing ever in a fight, right? Like, that you can run, for example, if you were to play Dark Ascension, you're almost never spawning this thing in comparison to, like... It's a, like a seven minutes? Six minutes? Game. What is it? With, um, with, with, Dark, with Dark Ascension, you'll get your first Georg slightly over three minutes in. Yeah, and that that's after the the change to 100, right? It's a little, oh, okay. little better than it was before, but... I mean, I've, yeah. we did yeah. some testing, like, if you... If you yeah. That's if you don't if you don't take Dark Ascension, yes. If you don't take Dark Ascension and you don't take Mind Devourer, it's five minutes fifty. <laughs> you mean, wait, what? If you don't take if you don't if you take DA, yeah. If you, and take, you don't DA. take if you take DA and you don't take Mind Devourer, it's yeah. five minutes plus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's like depending on the talents you pick, the idol is just basically borderline worthless. Um, yes. Which and like then... it's a talent tree, right? Like I don't think that's necessarily terrible, but like. For a capstone talent, that's not very intuitive. That like you wouldn't know that, right? Um, it's not. I'd also yeah. say that I'd also say that the design, the design overall of just after you do some amount of X get Y, is a very contentious design because it leads to abilities that only do something multiple like minutes or like a decent period of time after combat has begun, and. Yeah with what we've said with like the fact that when you encounter a dungeon boss it immediately resets your stacks having a really high payoff for a really high investment like this is just never particularly enjoyable especially because when it spawns you're not doing anything no and you just have a man who hits harder than you do for 20 seconds and like, it doesn't honest, stay doesn't with mastery or void form or shadow form it only scales with our haste and our like our stats like that. Let's be real. If it, if it did scale with mastery, the thing would be hitting for fifty five k per bolt, and it would be obscene. It does that already. Which is that's the terrifying part. Like th that yes. that might be a bug that it doesn't scale with void form and it doesn't work with our mastery. Yeah. Um, it's like, it's I, hitting too hard. It's not proccing in a way that makes it reliably yeah. like a reliable talent that you like, want to play with, right? I'd also like to raise the comparison point that there is another talent on a different tree for another spec that functions very, very similarly, but got it right. Which talent and is that's that? Every twenty, every twenty now nerfed to thirty moonfire ticks drops a full moon. Oh sure. For balanced druid, and like that's way more frequent, way less impactful, doesn't have a duration. It's just it happens think, uh, yeah. and bam. Like, the fact that the Yogg-Saron has a 20-second duration is a really big problem as well, because he needs to be valuable for all 20 seconds. Mm. Otherwise you wasted and, three like, minutes I'd or whatever. I'd rather just have, a like, minute. a short, sharp, bam, this is good. Yeah. And a counter that ticks up, and when it ticks to that, th when it ticks up to the number it needs to tick up to, it does a thing. And that number should be relatively low and relatively consistent. Right yeah. now, it is hideously inconsistent, hideously weighted in power, and generally not very fun even when it's active because of how many caveats it has. And the, and the way I see it is when you have an effect like this that takes so long to set up that like, you know, that that it, you know, we're talking, you know, two, two and a half minutes to to get the thing. It clears on boss pool, which is nuts, especially in dungeons. 
Um, but all of this stuff, all, like it ultimately communicates to me. It tells me, um, hey, this is something that you would want to build your gameplay around, that you'd want to build your cooldowns around, that, you know, hey, this thing comes up at two minutes, 20 seconds into the fight. Maybe that's when you want to push your void form PI and like, you know, God forbid PI the thing so that it, it it's like a truck, right? Um, and I mean, I, I, I know I have my own thoughts, but like, is this doing that? Is this something that you actually want to play around right now? Or yes. Well, I mean, damage-wise, the answer is yes. Um, like, it's doing silly, silly damage. I mean, I think, like, the, the it's it needs yeah. to get nerfed. Like, we'll just say that. Like, there's no way it goes live without getting nerfed, I think. Um, yeah, no. Like, on the council boss, which is where it should shine, obviously. Like, it, you're just generating way more apparitions, quote, for free. You know, you're getting it it's like what your second highest your first highest damaging ability on like every single pull like it just it's ridiculous yeah, i it think it's very silly i but, think pharaoh's just made a good point it's like why not just like orbit breaker which was the balance druid thing just like re just like say okay now every 20 every 30 vampiric touch ticks fire out a twilight devastation yeah i mean I, a long time there's a lot of things you could do to change this design but i don't think they're going to at this point like i think what we have is and I said this earlier, right? Like it's it's going live. Like we're we're at the point now where they're not going to be reworking talents before launch. Um, I think they should. I think they should delete this talent. But I think at the same time, it needs to be playable without because right now it feels like it's kind of cannibalizing our talent tree. Like it's that good that if you're not playing around it or it it's not working, it's like yeah. a pretty big hit to our damage if we're tuned around yeah. it being that good, right? This thing is so powerful that it's at least 5% of our single target if you only get one of them on a single target pull. Like, if you have a 5-minute fight and you're playing Dark Ascension, this is 5% of your DPS. If you play Void Form and you get two of them, it's closer to 9%. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of silly for, like, how like how little we get to do around it and how, like, infrequent the thing is. It's still stupidly powerful. So it's kind of like, it's also affecting our cooldown choice that they wanted us to be able to choose, right? Because mm -hmm. you kind of can't pick Dark Ascension when this talent is here and when it's working the way it is. Because it's so much worse with Dark Ascension. Why? Like, you can't you can't not pick Void Form, right? You can, you can currently pick Dark Ascension. Currently, the best single target build still plays Dark Ascension and it only gets a single Yogg on an average pull. Yeah. The problem is that depending on the fight line that won't always be the case if sure. your fight's going to be really short and it's like say sub three minutes, three minutes you yeah. have to play void form you have to play void form on a sub three minute fight because the chance that you don't proc your idol of yog is too high but that makes no sense like looking at the it's ability so like you wouldn't think oh yeah it's a three minute fight so i can't pick my one minute cooldown like <laughs> what <laughs> it doesn't make it you would think it's the opposite yeah oh uh, like I'd agree. There's also like the fact that I don't know. I I think like honestly, what obviously I think a redesign would be great for this talent. I think yeah. And I put but this also... on the forums, but I think the the easiest way they can make this not as much of a problem is kneecap the amount of stacks it takes to proc it, and then kneecap its damage accordingly. I don't think it's the damage. I think it's the damage is obviously a big problem, but I don't think that kneecapping the damage. Is the best way of doing it. I'd much rather kneecap the duration. Oh, I'm saying to do both. Yeah. I'm saying to. There's no, yeah. There is yeah. There is absolutely yeah. zero reason this thing exists for longer than five seconds at a time. Frankly. Yeah. So I'm saying you get get more procs that don't last as long and don't do as much damage. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. I and also, also ideally, concerns. also honestly, don't spawn a pet. Like I don't need well, this 
thing spawning next to me to fire the shadow bolts. I'd rather. That's, but that's a design change. That's what that's it. that's what I'm saying. We can't like reasonable expectations. It's going to be spawning yeah. a pet for lunch, right? They're not changing that. Yeah, I guess. Just... It sucks. It is this real? This is re this is really shitty. I don't I don't want to sugarcoat this because no. no, yeah, of course. I have some design concerns though, which I would like yeah. to actually field about Idol of Yogg-Saron. With the way it currently works, requiring shadowy apparitions to spawn, this will always scale basically equivalent with the number of targets you have. Yep. The number yes. you have on single target effectively gets multiplied by five if you have five targets. What yes. this means is the overall rough percentage of damage that comes from Idol of Yogg-Saron will be the same on a single target and on AoE. It does not make any difference the number of targets you have, it just changes the consistency. Currently, that's really awful because it takes too long to spawn, and we would like it to be reduced in damage, duration, and spawning requirements to make that a lot less of an issue. But even then, this talent will have to be good on single target for it to be good on AoE. Now, if they want it to be a final talent, that's fine. They can tune it to be slightly bad on single target, but would allow you to do quite a lot of like significant final in a dungeon. But the way it works right now for it to like be usable on AoE, it's doing like 7-8% single target, and that's just too much damage for it. A thing. At least it's too much damage compared to the other options currently available. Yeah. As an idol, yeah, it yeah. doesn't actually make sense. It's it's impact it's an impactful amount, it's a lot of damage. But it's also just a passive effect that just triggers randomly. If we had ways of actually scaling up the number of shadowy apparitions we could spawn with targets, this would also not be an issue. So we we had like we mentioned this earlier, but shadowy insight propping like with no longer RPPM, that would help. We would yeah. get we would then get more shadowy apparitions on AoE and we spawn more idols, and you can make the idol weaker. But as it stands right now, with no way of doing that at all, this thing must be good on single target for it to be good on AoE. I think that is a problem. Yeah, and it's yeah. also like it, you know, Mindseer isn't working with it. Like this is another big mm -hmm. problem. Like we we only have two talents that interact with apparitions, and they're a choice node basically. Um, and and one of them doesn't even give us more spawns of apparitions. So I think like even a capstone to a build isn't really how it feels because there isn't like a oh i'm gonna heavily invest in ghosts kind of build right now there are certain ones that for sure do give you some more ghosts but there are also ones that give you less like mine's here <laughs> so i don't know it's uh it's rough yeah it's rough i feel like they missed an opportunity by not giving us like a line of ghosts like they could have had a special spirit tormented spirits kind of effect and then like cap it off with the yog so there's like a line of three things that is just spirit-based. Or hear me out, we delete Idol of yogg Saron and replace it with Exploding Ghosts. Oh yeah, let's do that. Yeah. But... <laughs> Even just like make yeah. make every tenth ghost explode just so we can keep the buff thing and like have some variety to it. Uh, we don't want another pet. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. Okay, we've, we've gone a little over, but the last one is my favorite one to cover. So we have Idol of Nazoth. Um... So if you guys don't know, this is the the kind of quote AOE one we think, where uh, it's it's somewhat copied from a, a corruption effect from BFA, where each one of your dots has a flat chance to apply a debuff on a target. Um, every time it applies said debuff, it rolls another dice to then see if it should collapse those stacks. Um, and by collapsing, it says, "Oh, you've gotten you got your fifth proc, and that also procs the collapse. So now it will tick the fifth one." And then tick the fourth and three and two and one until it runs out of stacks on some flat tick rate. I forget what it is. Um, one second. One second. Um, so basically, it's incentivizing you to spread your dots in AoE and do AoE damage around them when it's collapsing. 
so that's yeah. that's the idol. Um, this is supposed to be the payoff for putting lots of dots on lots of things. Yeah. Yeah. The problem... <laughs> um, okay, so there's two problems that I'll, I'll start off with, and you guys can take it take I was say finish the it off. problem. Um, <laughs> the first problem, I think it's a problem, it's currently explodes on your current target. This is still a bug. This has been a bug ever since the talent got added in alpha. But uh, when, when the explosion is actually happening... In game, it goes off of whatever you're currently targeting, not the thing that's actually collapsing. Um, making it actually a funnel talent, and I don't think this is intended. I think this is just a bug, but they've never actually come out and said it's supposed to work one way or the other. I, I can't imagine why it wouldn't be exploding on the target that it procs from, but that's kind of point number one. We either need to get clarification that that's how it's supposed to work, or this bug really needs to get fixed. And to, to really drive this home pub, what we're saying is on a boss like the spider boss, right? We yes. have like all yeah. the little guys and they've gotten his off on them and one of them starts ticking down. But if I'm hitting the boss, it's just exploding on the boss. It's not hitting any of the little guys. Yeah. Right? So it's funnel damage, <laughs> but like... It's funnel, but yeah. it's the cost of the cleave it was supposed to be doing. Right. It just, it doesn't feel like it's making, it makes sense. It feels like a massive no, bug. Nonsense, but... But, we do, but we don't, <laughs> we don't. Yeah. If right. you look at a target like really far away in a key right now, you will just nose off it and pull it. Oh yeah. Yeah. True. True. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then the I think the main problem with this talent is it's clearly like, okay, cool, this is our AoE talent. You know, it could potentially actually be how we want like the center of our AoE rotation, even of saying, Oh yeah, in dungeons you definitely pick Nazoth because we want to play around it, especially if you want a couple things like Mindseer and Screams of the Void. Yeah, Screams of the Void uh, to get more dot ticks because this is not a, an RPPM effect. It's a flat proc rate. So more dot ticks equals more procs, just straight up. Um, yeah. So, like, it has a lot of potential to actually be a pretty cool thing to play around in keys and incentivize the dot, you know, spreading that we've been talking about. Um, yeah. The wow. problem is when you actually go play with it, it sucks. Uh, and this is our biggest, and this is why we were talking about for a long time of like, Hey Blizzard, can we have mythic plus to test? We're pretty sure it's going to work this way, but without actually getting into a dungeon where mobs last longer than 10 seconds, we don't know for sure. And now that we've had access to it, basically what the problem with this is there's no, um, bad luck protection or insurance or whatever you want to say about targets dying. So you could very easily just get foobard with rng and a mob gets like eight nine stacks or whatever and then dies and then you lost all of that damage it doesn't it doesn't instantly explode if the mob has stacks it doesn't move the stacks to another mob it just fizzles um yeah. so in a mythic plus environment it kind of makes the talent like 10 percent as good as it should be <laughs> or something yeah it's really really bad it's awful. You have to roll a chance to get stacked or something, and then you have to roll a chance that they go off. Yeah. And you kind of have to do that within the first two stacks right now. One to two stacks. Otherwise, they're not going off with all that pack is dead. Yeah. And like, to I, further iterate I, home, the problem with it going off, I, on dummy testing, and this is dummy testing where the mobs just, like, they're just dummies, I have had stacks expire without going. <laughs> yeah, that's all, yeah. Nine stacks and expire. And expire, yeah. Um, like, it's, it's a bit of a... Uh, piss take to say the least. Yeah, it's it feels awful. Also, if you have no target or a friendly target and it goes off, it leaves no damage. Right, that's oh, what we were yeah, saying. Yeah. The targeting bug is just infuriating in that sense, right? Um, yeah. 
Jarv, do you remember, or like anyone that's done Mythic Plus, how much like percent wise this was overall when you were running it? Three percent. Three. Good God! Like that's that's three percent in a dungeon where it's like it's supposed to be its strong suit. Like it should be. I mean, ten percent is always what I was thinking these idols should be. Like ten fifth, like ten, like in a dungeon, if it was doing like the bread and butter thing I expected it to be doing, I would. So I was expecting it to be like. If we play, we're pulling 10. packs of ten mobs constantly. I want this to be like eighteen percent of my damage. Oh, on that one pack, yeah, at least. On that one pack, it would be more like thirty. Yeah, yeah, like, numbers, if it works. yeah, like that's what I want. That's overall. what I wanted. I wanted it to be the. I wanted it to be the reason I care about putting dots on as many things as possible. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it just isn't. And I and I do think, and I've been talking about this a lot about like, yeah, we can't really pitch design changes. But I I would actually classify this as it's not really a design change. I think it's just making it work the way that it should. <laughs> um, and, you know, it, it doesn't even need to be in the tooltip. It can just be, that's just what happens. Like when a mob dies and it has stacks, either the stacks just instantly explode or they get moved to another target. Moving it doesn't work. Um, yeah, moving it doesn't work because then, every, cause then you just have every, everything with one stack and then it just dies anyway. Like they don't. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. It, you could do both. Um, yeah, yeah but, doing just uh, one wouldn't work. work. Oh, if you, yeah, if you, did, if you did, like, yeah, but if they they explode at one stack per second, if something ever ends up with eighteen stacks on it, it's just go it, and it's already at like ten percent yeah, health. Yeah. they're not gonna go off. <laughs> that's fair. You have to let them get like three when they die. Well, that's the other, and maybe the third mechanic that they should look at is if the stacks expire, meaning you're at the nine stack right, and you don't get another proc, yeah. and it just falls off. It should just start collapsing. Yeah, Kang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if in a fifteen where everything is just like, if you're pulling five to eight mobs constantly and everything is alive all the time, then yeah, it's gonna go off. But as you yeah. like get more gear and those keys get easier, or Blizzard tune things differently, like this talent only works when things can live long enough for the disaster stacks to go off, and they don't always go off. Which was great mm -hmm. on the council fight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't believe it was sixteen percent of it overall, though. Unless you, you played with like. And class of the deal no damage. Well, like I don't know. Like I, I can see a world where you don't need to give this the bad luck protection to make it good in really high keys. But in that situation, why not give it the bad luck protection anyway? Because it's not going to make it do more damage in really high keys. But I think yeah. And the point is, this is the this is the talent that you should want to pick in Mythic Plus. Period. Right. Like, like not picking this would be weird. I think. And that, that feels like clearly their goal. And I think all of the idols should have like, it's reasonable to say that like, oh yeah, you should want to run an idol in more than one scenario. But I think each idol should be like, oh no, this is like, I'm the best at it. Um, and like, we just don't have one for AOE when basically. You, when you look at a capstone node, ostensibly you should be able to look at the thing and go, I would really want to run that in this. Yeah. Right? Even if it has secondary uses, you should be able to look at it and go, this is definitely the thing for this piece of content. Oh, um, I and, also we ho yeah. holy shit we forgot about where idol is on the tree. Positioning. Right now. I was gonna bring that. Oh up my god! I, mean, like... I, I would I would <laughs> say it's 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 less a just swap these two idols issue. It's more that all of our idols are like kind of good at multiple or kind of like usable in multiple scenarios, and there's no clear best use case for any of them. And sticking any of them behind pure single target talents just doesn't make sense. Yeah, I think, yeah, so if you guys don't understand what we're saying, to get to Idol of Nazoth right now, you have to pick either Insidious Ire, which is uh, the Talbadar's legendary we have in Shadowlands, which is a single target talent, pretty much, um, or Malediction, which is reducing the cooldown of Damnation or Void Torrent. 
Um, neither of these really have any, they don't just have anything to do with I don't is off whatsoever. Um, which is why we're currently saying it, it, you know, the bottom section of our tree, we need to move a couple things around, or I think the bigger point is add better pathing in the bottom section as well to make it make sense. And I, cause I think things that we would want to take with Nazoth would be like mind devour and screams, honestly, wouldn't, wouldn't be that bad derangement. Um, yep. even, I mean, I could even see. Yeah, I think those are the big ones. So I think, like, can we rework the tree to have that make sense without screwing over the other idols? Um, I think there are a couple things that they could do, but, yeah, that's the basis of the, the problem. If you just I think they should lower the max tax as well. And if you reach max tax, it goes... It just explodes. Yeah, yeah. that'd be good, too. The other thing I was going to say about, like, Nazof is it will actually feel good if they go off when the target dies because... Like a mob will die, and it's, it will still do basically all of its damage. You're, yeah, you've lost one target, one target, but yeah. you're still gonna hit most of the pack with it when it when it dies. And just having the chain cascading of mobs dying will feel really good, especially like in, oh, it'll in, feel in, great. Open wall. You have like ten mobs dotted, and they're all stacking up. You finally kill one, and just cascade all die. It'll change it from being frustrating to satisfying, just with that one yeah. change, basically. It's like so flame for affliction warlock. It's so fun when that goes off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they, yeah, a lot of good potential, I think, when it's off, but they just need to finish it. It's basically yep. how I would put it. Um, it needs to be, yeah, finalized. And yeah, I think like positioning wise, you know, swapping it with Yogg would be okay. But I think if they did that, I'd also like to see maybe even Screams and Pain of Death swap and then add more pathing down so that Screams goes into Cthune and Nazoth then. And same thing with Yogg, they could add more pathing too. Cthune. Yeah, so swapping those off in Cthun and adding like a deterministic element to Cthun that connects to the two, the, the choice and above it of like Damnation and Void Tyrant, which is what Vicland has been suggesting, is like a decent way of doing it because we've always thought of like um, Void Tyrant is just like jumped up Mindflay. So jumped up Mindflay having an interaction with the Mindflay talent makes a. Oh, sure. So yeah, you're saying if it was behind Void Tyrant. But Void Torrent could proc the mind seer, the mind play tendril. Like Void that would... just automatically proc one. Just like add that yeah. on as well. Oh yeah. Okay, direct, sure. A direct like reference or call back to the previous talent. Yeah, I think the only problem I'd have with that is, and obviously this is why this is not so simple, is like I think we like Cthune being behind or easy to get mind play insanity and screams with Cthune should like that should be really easy, right? Um, yeah, it's like again, like the tree is just like it it's, needs yeah. like it, the simple swaps aren't going to solve every problem. We're just swapping nope. one big problem for a couple of slightly less important. Problems. Yeah, I, I think. I was just, I was just going to say, regardless of what they do, the the Nazoth positioning sucks. Like it, undeniably, it's the worst thing possible. I, yeah, it's yeah. the worst location in the tree for it's, it, except for like directly yeah. behind Yashaj, which is like. That would require a monumental amount of stupidity, but like honestly, it's not even <laughs> yeah. bad because like yeah. we just pick it then as AOE. Yeah. So. Yeah, I was about um, to say if you swap like if you swap Cthune with Yog, then then there's off with the where the Yog now is. So you put Yog where um, Cthune currently is. Yep. Cthune where Yog currently is, and then Yog where Nazoth um, currently is. You swap Pain of Death with Screams, and then you connect Screams with both Cthune and Nazoth. Yeah. I will point out that yeah. that's a, a, a node in the eighth row connecting to two capstones, and that's the and that would be the only case of that across any of the talent trees. Good. So you need to be connecting in there, and then you just and you basically <laughs> shift them all right by one, except for your charge. And then you have all of the ones that are related connected. 
Pain of Death would be connected to Mindbender, which kind of makes sense because if you're playing Mindbender, that death, prism, death, yeah. death anyway. Yep. Then yeah. Screams connects to both Cthulhu and Nizoth, which makes sense because you're either searing Problem. or flaying. Sale. You can't yeah. do that though, because then you then um the second idol you take is a one point investment instead of a three point investment. Oh right, that's why they've done this, haven't they? Yeah, so that's why this is harder than we think. Yeah, <laughs> but I I think which is why the feed we the... can say that Nazoth is in a stupid spot without like yeah like that's that's the that's the core of it. <laughs> the feedback is Nazoth is in a dumb place. Yeah. Yeah. And the, there's a lack go? of direction on all. There's a lack of direction on all. Th on all of the idle talents they're unfinished is how i would put there, it i think there being no real answer to the question of where she should put it it's, yeah. it's definitely disappointing in that respect just across the board uh yeah and I, I think it was accurate to call these like an increasing order of needs attention kind of thing but uh yeah they yeah. all kind of all a little sad in different respects for sure so okay so we've been chatting for longer than expected but i think it's been good uh yep. so i'm gonna we haven't even talked about utility. Like, oh, God. <laughs> there's so. One last thing, one all last right, thing. all right. One. La everyone gets one last thing. <laughs> we might, we just had passive points. The the um what is this? The seventh row with all those two points, and except for the one in the middle, and they're all really, really, really bad, except Dark Evangelism. Oh, this guy. Just, oh yeah. No, 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 no. One above. One above. The one the just before the. Yeah, Maddening Touch Row. Yeah, Dark Evangelism should get that deleted. Row? That annoys me. Whispers that, that is probably lame. annoys me. Maddening is like yeah, that room is just like it feels like it exists to just gate the tree. Like I mean, <laughs> the tree is I I don't want to I'm not gonna beat around the bush, right? Like there are a lot of things happening on in our tree that just aren't finished. Like it, it it's, yeah. it's 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 obvious. Like that's they just ran out of time, you know, and it's it really sucks. I don't want to beat around the bush. Um, we'll find a way to make it playable in in a certain sense, but yeah, it needs it, it would be a colossal shame. If the tree does not change between now and the end of Dragonflight, like a massive, a massive problem. So like we need, and and they even said like they wanna, they don't wanna be you know leaving the talent trees here and not touching them. Like they wanna be iterating on them inside in an expansion, and we really need to hold them to that because this is just frankly not good enough. It's not good enough. Like they're better than this. Blizzard is better at designing stuff than this. I I believe that. So. Currently, well, it's partly because of tuning, I basically do my best to avoid anything that has a 2 on it, just to make the pathing easier. Yeah. So when yeah. I've been trying to make builds recently, all of the best builds literally is just avoid all those 2s, because they all kind of suck, <laughs> and therefore it's better to be point efficient to get down below. Like, I want my Shadow Flame Prism and I want my Void Torrent, so I'm just going to take the, the, the cheapest path possible, which, yeah. you know, skip Whispers, skip Maddening, and fortunately... Skipping, skipping whispers and taking mind melt ends up being really good right now, and and then Hana shadows is terrible, but it ends up just being better because maddening touch is even worse because they nerfed it. It's it's just a game of like, yeah. but why? Why have you done this? Yeah. So, Sorry, that, that was my last point. That's okay. Does that, anyone else have our any other last points before we we call the podcast? I mean, I'll do questions. Yes. If it, right. I don't mind doing questions and things. If like, well, yeah, we'll, we can do questions as well. I just want to, you know, end officially for anyone that does want to dip if they don't want to stay for questions. But yeah, Jarv, go ahead. Kevin is wrong when it comes to insanity generation. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you so much for reminding me, actually. Holy crap, I forgot. Yeah, look at this guy. You guys can't see this. I'm, I'm showing the picture I put in our chat earlier. But yeah, I think, yeah, someone needs to look at this man. I think something's wrong. He's... Uh, no, I okay. Think... 
I think there's a there's a there's a world where powerful spenders and lower insanity generation is fun, Yikes. but I, we are so far away from it that I don't trust them to ever get there. Yikes. And I'd rather they turn around and go back the other way. <laughs> yeah, I think with Target right now it feels fine. I genuinely think it feels fine. It's like kind take, of more rewarding take, again. If you take every single interactive talent, yes, it does. But you have to take Voitar, you have to take all of the talents that buff your insanity. Like, you have to have Mind Devour and Voitar and everything else right now. And then it feels fine. Yeah. But without that, yeah, it's kind of terrible. Okay, well, I'm going to... This is the official end of the podcast, so if you were just here to stick around for that, thank you so much for hanging out with us. If you liked the podcast and you thought this was cool and you want to see more of this, either reach out to me on Discord or, like... Sh- throw something in the the shadow plant shadow flight channel whatever it's called we might do more of these in the future if there are like other guests we could bring on like if uh vicland or shot wants to come on and talk about things we could do that and we'll have yeah, different uh, guests or things like that would we'll be would we'll be down so um, I, get to, I get to sit in the comments that yell at you guys instead yeah exactly so and if you're watching this on youtube thanks for watching well this is going to be streamed live if we ever do this in the future um and yeah that's it for the podcast